<clears throat> nobody, 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 nobody. Nobody rage short stories. Hi everyone, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Megan. And you're watching Nobody Read Short Stories, where we read short stories so you don't have to. <laughs> so you can find all of our previous episodes on our website, nobodyreadshortstories.com. Tonight's episode is an erotica story, so be warned, it does have explicit sexual content. So here is Experience First by J.C. Anderson, performed for you tonight by Michelle Murphy, Matthew Robinson, and Britton Valenti. Experience First by J.C. Anderson. Damn, I'm pathetic. Agatha said to herself for the umpteenth time that day. Slowly, she turned her head and looked at her boss, Sean Lohman, sitting at his desk behind her. He often left his door open, but he couldn't hide behind the glass that was 80% of the front wall of his office. Frankly, the man was sex on two legs. He was the definition of tall, dark, and handsome with chocolate skin pulled taut over a lean six-foot-two frame. He kept his hair shaved low and his face cleanly shaved. His muscles rippled every time he picked up a box of books recently delivered to the library. All Agatha could do was stare and drool. Agatha had been working at the Atlanta Central Library for over five years. She enjoyed being a librarian and the unlimited access to every type of book imaginable. Unfortunately, she had fallen into the bookworm category. Her last date was over two years ago. Sadly, she couldn't even remember the guy's name. They'd had dinner, gone to a movie, and afterwards had lackluster sex. It had been so long before then. She would have done it even without the dinner and a movie. It was slow and boring, and she didn't have an orgasm. Agatha couldn't remember getting wet, really. She'd laid there and tried to touch him and kiss him, but he held her hands above his head and pounded into her until he came. He'd quickly gotten dressed right after and left without looking back. Pathetic, right? She hadn't tried after that and spent most evenings reading a book she'd checked out from the library or masturbating to low-grade Cinemax after-dark porn. Yet for some unknown reason, Sean had asked her out. He'd just started working at the library a few months ago, after her old boss had retired. She was always so nervous around him, and him asking her out threw her for a loop. Letting him down easy... She shyly explained that she didn't date the people she worked with, as if any of the other employees had ever asked her out. Her reflection against the glass top of her desk looked back at her. Her red hair was long and curly, unruly. It took forever in the mornings to put order to it. Normally, she pulled it back in a ponytail. A cute yellow summer dress and a white cardigan covered her lean body, not too plain, but not sexy either except for a small pouch of a belly, which wasn't too noticeable. She could pass as attractive. However, besides her nameless date two years ago and the guy she'd lost her virginity to in college, she had barely any sexual experience. Sex made her feel like a fish out of water, and that's the real reason she turned Sean down. Sean was sexy, easy, and outgoing. If the slight bulge in his pants gave any clues to his sex life... She knew he had women lining up to be in his bed. No questions asked. So the last thing she wanted was to show him how truly inexperienced and pathetic she was in bed. Agatha breathed a sigh of frustration and longing. Her phone buzzed on her desk, and she saw a message from her best friend, Melissa. Melissa. Lunch at our favorite place? Agatha. Yeah, sounds good. See you at noon. Melissa. Can't wait to tell you what happened to me last night. Kissy face emoji. Agatha and Melissa had been best friends since junior high. They'd both gone to the same community college and now met almost daily for lunch at By George, one of the premier restaurants in downtown Atlanta. She glanced at her phone and saw that it was already 1145. 
She walked to Sean's office, knocked softly and said, I'm headed to lunch. He looked up from his paperwork and smiled. Even his smile gave her butterflies. Okay, Agatha, you can take an hour. It's Friday, so it's pretty slow. Her name sounded like butter in his mouth. She could almost imagine him whispering it in her ear as they kissed. Shaking the racy thoughts from her mind, she replied, Oh, okay, thank you. No problem. You look really nice today. I meant to tell you earlier. Agatha blushed and smoothed her hands down the front of her dress, self-conscious, yet proud of her outfit now that she knew that Sean liked it. Thank you. You're very sweet to say so. I'll be back soon. She hurried out of his office before she passed out. He did those things, complimented her on her outfits, her hair, her perfume, brushed up against her when he walked by. She so wanted to take him up on his offer, but she knew better. Agatha drove to buy George with Sean on her mind, still unsure of what she should do. When she walked into the restaurant, she immediately spotted Melissa at a table in the back corner. Melissa stood and waved at her, getting Agatha's attention and every man in the restaurant. Melissa was beautiful. She had a cute pixie cut, a small five foot five frame, big firm breasts that didn't require a bra and a juicy but toned ass. Today, she also wore a summer dress, red and short, stopping at mid thigh. Hardened nipples, made so from the air conditioning blowing in the restaurant, strained against the top of her dress, which hung off of her silky shoulders. She was stunning, and Agatha was used to being ignored whenever Melissa was around. Yet, she was the best friend a girl could ask for. Agatha embraced her, greeting her. Hey, lady, how's your day? After they seated themselves at the table, Melissa responded. Ugh, my day is hell. The office is super busy today, and I barely have time to think before someone is asking me to do some other mundane task. Melissa got her associate business degree and accepted a position as an executive assistant at a law firm. She loved the job, but often complained about it. Anyway, what about you? How's that fine-ass boss of yours? Melissa swooned. Agatha blushed. He's still fine. He complimented my outfit today. Honey, I would have given that man a blowjob in his office by now if he complimented me the way he does you. Melissa sipped her water and almost spit it out on Agatha in her excitement. Which reminds me, oh my God, I have to tell you what I did. Agatha took a sip of her water. What now? Okay, so don't be mad at me for not telling you, but I've been going to a sex club. Melissa twisted her napkin, looking shyly down at the table, as if she was ever shy. What? Agatha exclaimed, already blushing at Melissa's confession. Yeah, so this guy I was dating was into it. But even after we stopped seeing each other, I would go from time to time. So they've got this new service they offer where, for a small fee, they will set up any fantasy that you want. Oh my God. So you apparently took advantage of this service? I did, and it was fucking amazing. Okay, so I've always had this fantasy of being groped and then fucked by strangers. Doesn't matter who. Melissa! What? Agatha exclaimed. What? Melissa shrugged her shoulders as if she admitted she liked candy corn when everyone else hated it. The server halted further conversation as he came to the table to take their orders. After he left, Melissa picked up where she left off. Okay, I went last night. After confirming my fantasy, the hostess took me to a room, and red silk is covering everything, except for the floor. It feels amazing against my skin. I get undressed and I am tied to a bed, hands and feet and blindfolded. I was nervous at first, but then I was like, I've got to trust these people because I've paid them, right? And it's not like I can get my money back. So anyway, the bed isn't really a bed. It's like a table because I can feel and hear myself being lifted. 
I am completely exposed. I can't see anything, but I can hear people coming into the room. Then I felt feathers all over my body. As she speaks, she relives her words and runs her hands up her arms and over her already pert nipples. Feathers across my nipples, my hands, my belly, my pussy. I was so turned on. I didn't care who was doing what. I never thought a feather could be so arousing. Then, one by one, hands and mouths replaced the feathers. One person on each of my breasts sucking my nipples, somebody was licking my pussy, somebody was kissing my neck, like five or six people on me, touching and sucking whatever they could get to. The server, in his impeccable timing, brought the food to the table at that moment. Agatha guessed he must have heard Melissa because his face was beet red. Melissa sweetly thanked him and laughed as he hurried away from the table. He's probably going to masturbate to that visual tonight. Anyway, just like I wanted, hands and tongues are everywhere on my body. Then someone is fucking me while I'm still being groped and licked everywhere else. I lost count of how many times I came. God, I wish I had the money to do it again tonight. Melissa looked wistfully up at the ceiling as she took a bite of her meal. Agatha touched her neck and squeezed her legs together under the table. She would never admit to Melissa, but it turned her on just thinking about it. It lasted about an hour, and once it was over, I got dressed, and the hostess led me back to the front door and gave me a card to pass on. So here. Melissa reached down into her purse and pulled out a gold embossed card. I want you to go. What? Why? Agatha, even in her arousal, felt embarrassed. Even though she was secretly jealous of Melissa, she knew she could never have Melissa's sense of freedom and self-confidence. Could she? Agatha, I know we don't talk about it a lot, but it's been like years since you've had sex. I don't know why that is because you are pretty and smart, and I know you could get any man you want. Hell, the finest man I've ever met wants you, but you won't give him a chance. You need this. Agatha reached for the card, staring at it as if the words would speak to her. She knew she needed it, more than she needed air or food. She was tired of feeling less than. Melissa continued eating as if she hadn't just dropped a life-changing decision on Agatha. They are discreet, and they can do anything you can come up with. Any fantasy. Do it, Agatha. For me. Melissa reached across the table and squeezed her hand. Agatha read the name out loud. Infinite. One word. So simple, and yet it offered so much. When Agatha returned to work, she could scarcely think about anything else. It was like the gold card was burning a hole in her purse and calling to her. She pulled it out and looked at it again, turning it over in her hands, committing it to memory. Hey, Agatha, I'm gonna take my lunch now before it gets too late. Agatha looked up to see Sean standing next to her desk. She didn't know how long he had been standing there. She was so engrossed in the gold card in her hand. Okay. I'll hold down the fort. Sean reached for the card and asked. What you got there? It's pretty fancy. Before he could take it from her hands, Agatha pulled her hand back and put the card under her desk. It's nothing. <laughs> Something Melissa wants me to look into. <laughs> Sean put his hand in his pocket, stretching his pants over his already thick legs and defined crotch. Agatha felt the niggle of arousal for the second time that day. Sean said. Okay, be back soon as he walked out of the library. Agatha looked around and noticed one older lady reading at the desk closest to the library's front desk, but no one else. She took the card and stepped into Sean's office, 
softly closing the door so she didn't draw attention to herself, she dialed the number on the card. Agatha pulled in front of the six-story glass building per the instructions the receptionist gave when she called. No address, just directions and landmarks to help find the place. She could hear the receptionist's smooth voice in her ear even now. Once you arrive, pull up and a valet will park your car at an undisclosed location. Agatha liked the confidentiality, but it also scared her because she didn't tell anyone where she was going. She stepped out of her car and caught her reflection. She wore a black off-the-shoulder flare dress that stopped just above her knees. Somehow, in her attempt to be sexy, she still looked virginal and innocent. It was like a curse. Once inside, a beautiful blonde woman in a short, tight dress that showed every curve greeted her. Welcome to Infinite, Agatha. No surprise that they already knew her name. The company was a finely tuned machine. Thank you, Agatha whispered, anxiety stealing her voice. The blonde pointed down the hall to another statuesque redhead also wearing a skin-tight dress. Please follow Missy. She will take you to your room. Missy took Agatha to a sleek steel elevator which took them to the fifth floor. Even though it was a quick ride, Agatha thought about the fantasy she'd asked for. I just want someone to show me what to do. The receptionist didn't laugh or belittle her. She simply said, Perfect choice. Missy stopped in front of door number 504, one of the four doors on the floor. Have a great evening. Agatha paid extra for the entire night. She didn't know what to expect, but whatever the night held, she didn't want to rush it. She sauntered into the room and her breath caught. The room was like a small studio apartment and lavishly furnished in high-end items. A king-sized bed set off to the right and a kitchenette to the left. There were a couple of doors to the back, which she assumed were a closet in the bathroom. The shower she heard running when she entered quieted. Unable to move from the front door, she watched as the bathroom door opened and an Adonis walked out, wrapped in a towel, hair wet from the shower. His eight-pack glistened against slightly tanned skin and the towel hung just low enough to see the V of his pelvis. Gorgeous was the understatement of the fucking century. Hello, Agatha. I apologize for not greeting you at the door. An accent made his apology musical. Forgiveness was inevitable. Agatha walked over to the small couch and sat down, her legs suddenly unable to hold her upright. It's okay. My name is Samuel. May I get you a drink? Or do you prefer just to get started? Agatha tried to swallow down her nervousness as she said, I'll take a drink first. No problem. Samuel walked over to the kitchenette and pulled a bottle of wine from the fridge. He filled the glasses that were sitting on the counter and handed one to Agatha. When he sat beside her on the couch, the soap he'd showered with assaulted her senses. He smelled delicious. And Agatha allowed his scent to calm her. So, Agatha... I understand you want me to show you how some things about sex. Is there anything particular you want to learn? Agatha expected to hear cynicism in his voice, but she only heard genuine curiosity. She took a huge gulp of her wine and placed the glass down on the table. Samuel, I know very little about sex. I want to learn how to please a man and what feels good to me. Samuel groaned. It will be my pleasure to teach you. He stood up and dropped his towel. He was long and thick and Agatha felt the stirring of arousal overshadow her anxiety. Agatha, I want you to give me a massage and then I will give you one. Agatha stood and walked to the bed. Okay. 
Please strip down to your bra and panties. Samuel sweetly commanded. Agatha's heart beat tripled as she stepped down out of her heels and pulled her dress over her head, revealing the black lace bra and panty set she'd chosen for the night. You are beautiful. He caressed her cheek and she leaned into him for courage. Pointing to the nightstand next to the bed, he said, Here's, Here's the oil. oil. I warmed it up a little bit. Then he laid down and placed his arms to his side. Agatha poured the oil in her hand and started massaging his back. He moaned softly. That feels good. She massaged his back, spending a little too much time on his ass. She needed him, running her short nails down his perfectly shaped orbs until he was moaning and grabbing the bed. When he turned over, he was hard enough to cut diamonds. Now, my front. Seduction dripped from his lips and she fell under his spell. She would have done anything he asked. Once again, she poured the still warm oil into her hands and massaged his chest and stomach. Slowly, she rubbed his inner thighs, unsure of her next steps, and he could tell. So he grabbed her hands and placed them around his thickness. Rub up and down. She did as she was told. Squeeze a little harder. Yes, that's it. Some men will want you to hold them tighter, some a little looser, but all of them will want you to touch them just like this and move your hands just like this. That feels good. Agatha continued stroking him, watching his face morph as pleasure overwhelmed him and stopped him from talking. His breathing grew harsh and sped up with the movements of her hands. Yes, Agatha, I'm about to come. Agatha stroked him even faster, tightening her hold just a little until he gushed his stickiness all over her hands. Fuck. Samuel lay quietly, gathering himself. And then he said, Um, sweet Agatha is a fast learner. Now, it's your turn. He rolled off of the bed in motion for Agatha to take the place he had laid in. He unsnapped her bra and pulled it from under her. Starting at her neck, he massaged the rest of her anxiety away and replaced it with full need. Wetness gathered between her legs as he stroked the tension from her body. He also spent time on her ass, kneading and caressing her, and every once in a while his fingers toyed with her slick opening. She too was writhing on the bed when he whispered for her to turn over. Hard nipples pointed towards the ceiling, begging for attention. Samuel poured more oil into his hands and massaged her breasts, honoring their plea. Uh, Agatha moaned and grabbed the bread spread. She'd never felt like this. Years of dissatisfaction boiled over and she was about to explode. Samuel gently pinched her nipples and squeezed her breasts over and over and over. Then his mouth was on her nipples, licking and sucking, and Agatha could barely contain herself. Her back arched off of the bed and her legs shot open, naturally responding to the pleasure. She grabbed the back of his head, trying to hold him in place. So good, so good, she whispered. She didn't recognize this woman, this fired up wanton. Samuel moaned, enjoying her responses to his touches. When he lifted his head from her breasts, Agatha whimpered, feeling the loss. But the pleasure was quickly replaced as Samuel continued down her body and softly rubbed her engorged clit. One hand rubbed her clit as he inserted one finger inside of her with the other. Agatha, do you like this? Samuel's voice had changed, arousal making it deeper and raspier. Agatha whispered, yes, afraid of her own body's response to the stranger's touches. 
He was playing her like he'd known her his entire life, touching each spot just the right way to spark an uncontainable fire. Do you, you want me to press harder? Samuel increased the pressure on her clit, pressing in two fingers. Agatha arched off of the bed, engulfed in ecstasy like she'd never experienced. Yes, sweet Agatha, like this. Come for me, Agatha. Let me see you. How did she, he know she was at the precipice? He pressed in three fingers, increasing his speed, drawing his fingers in and out of her in a come here motion. Seconds later, she came undone. She released into the most powerful orgasm she'd ever had in her life even after years of making her own self-orgasm. Her body trembled as waves of pleasure rolled through her. As Agatha laid quietly, trying to catch her breath, Samuel pulled a condom from the nightstand drawer and sheathed his length. It amazed her that although he'd just orgasmed, his thickness was hard and ready for her. Gracefully, he climbed onto the bed and positioned himself between her legs. He slid into her so gently and easily, filling her completely, leaving no area untouched. Sweet Agatha, you're so wet and tight. You feel amazing. She loved his words and finally realized that she was never the problem. The men she had been with neglected her body in quest of their own pleasure. This man, this paid-for one-night stand, had single-handedly replaced all of the insecurities she dealt with. Do you like this, Agatha? Samuel moved in and out of her in a slow, sensual pace, and another orgasm slowly built in her core. Or do you want me to go faster? Samuel picked up his speed, a steady pace, causing the strings of pleasure to go taunt within her. <gasps> no, I think my sweet Agatha likes it rough. Samuel kicked into overdrive, driving into her with such a force her hips lifted off of the bed. Agatha moaned so loudly she was almost in a scream. Samuel lifted her legs up onto his shoulders and relentlessly pounded into her, his balls slapping against her ass. Wet with cum and arousal, her core made sucking noises as he rammed into her. She succumbed to her body's sounds, Samuel's rapid breathing and her own frenzied moans. She accepted it all. Oh, oh, I'm coming, Samuel. She didn't care if anyone heard her, if everyone in the other rooms heard her. An out-of-body orgasm had her in its grip. It started in her core and flowed out to her toes and fingers. She did scream then. Samuel wasn't far behind, growling his own release in tandem with her. Agatha only remembered feeling the loss of Samuel's body weight and warmth. Then he laid beside her and grabbed her hand. However you felt when you came in here tonight, I hope you no longer feel that way, Agatha. I don't, Samuel. Thanks to you. Samuel kissed the back of her hand. No thanks are necessary. It was truly all my pleasure, and it will be for the rest of the night. The next morning, Agatha awakened to find Samuel once again in the shower. He walked out of the bathroom with the towel around his delicious waist, and she blushed thinking of how well she now knew that body. He sat on the side of the bed. Good morning, Agatha. Missy will escort you out. Samuel once again grabbed her hand and kissed the backside. Please come back anytime. And then he got up and walked back into the bathroom. Agatha slowly rolled out of the bed. Her body was sore in all the right places, and muscles she hadn't used before ached. All she could do was smile. She dressed quickly as Missy stood in the door watching her. She followed Missy out of the room and noticed that she too still wore the same clothes from the night before. 
When they got to the front door, Missy asked, Was your fantasy all that you hoped? Agatha quickly nodded her yes and responded, Better then. Then please invite someone to come see us. Missy handed Agatha a gold embossed card similar to the one Melissa had given her. Then Missy stepped closer and whispered, And if you ever have a fantasy that includes a woman, please ask for me. Then she turned and walked back down the long hall. Agatha stood in shock for a moment, and then she smiled, thinking she might take Missy up on that offer one day. The rest of the weekend, Agatha lazed around her apartment, reliving every moment of her fantasy, but more so thinking of how she was going to use her lessons on Sean. The end. Yay, readers! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Ooh. That was so good. That was so great. Oh, you all killed it! Yeah, what a fantastic job! Thank you guys so much. Um, if any of our listeners, our watchers, want to learn more about our wonderful performers, of course you do. They're brilliant. <laughs> Michelle is on Instagram at the Michelle Murphy, and Matthew is at Robinson is Hyde. And um, you can find all of their, we'll have more uh, links to their work and where you can find them at the bottom of the video as well. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate your wonderful read. It was fantastic. It was so good. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Whew. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Ooh. Megan, I am so happy that we did this erotica piece. Like I know, I know, right? Whew. Me too. I mean, I'm even happier now than I was at the beginning of the show. So this is totally me being a naive gay boy, but I always <laughs> just, you know, when they have those really cute covers, like the hot dude and the hot chick, and they're just hugging each other. Like I just a, thought, yeah. Oh, Megan is yeah? cranky. Yeah. So uh, our producer was like, cranky. He was very concerned for you all because when we start talking without a timer, we will be here all night. It's anyway. it's true. It's true. Okay, so let me let me uh let me get cranky cranking. Crank cranky. Um, I, I'm so trying to don't... milk this time. Yeah, because Jeremy has so many to things to say about this. Here and um, yeah, so tell me, you're a naive gay boy. Yeah. So when. These people were reading this like, you know, they read it everywhere. They read it on the train. They read it on an airplane. And they're just really intent. I was like, good for you. You're reading these books. And now I'm like, now I know why you're reading these books. And give me your book so I can read it too. Because I, I just well, wanted to call it simple for a second. I, I do have to say, you know, not not all erotica is created equal and you well, know no, this one's a really good one jc really brings it in this story can we and... talk about that like what i like about this piece i say can we talk about it <laughs> <laughs> um i love that this piece is so vulnerable like there were moments where i wanted to clutch myself and hide my like you know myself because it's just so vulnerable and it's just it's not the nudity and the sexuality of it it's just two people being there for each other in such a nice way. Yeah. Yeah. And in this reading, like I felt like, um, like I felt like I was really rooting for Agatha. You know, I really felt her like, like her timidity at the beginning and just like, but, but her, like she wants to do this, but she doesn't know quite know how. And, you know, she's trying to figure it out, but, but like, I, I just found myself like really rooting for her. Like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. You know, <laughs> You can have that sex. You can have it. You can have it all. Yeah. Have all of it. Yeah. It's just, and, and JC, I think it really shows, um, you know, JC's ability with the genre and also just, just as a writer and her craft, how she's able to, to create this character that we, that I personally just fell in love with and was like, oh yeah, like this I'm all on board for Agatha and what she wants and I want her to get it. And, you know, JC does that so well. I agree. 
And and JC has told us that, you know, erotica is the redheaded stepchild of stories. <laughs> and it's, it, it's such a shame because like, I can see how people would think a certain thing of the erotica piece, but this piece specifically, I haven't read very many erotica pieces, but this piece is very deceptive. Um, it, it seems like it's just a nice piece, but writing a nice piece, you all like coming from a writer background is so hard to do where you have people that are getting along because oftentimes like you want to put conflict into a piece. And what I appreciated about this was the conflict wasn't the sexuality of the story. And that, the kudos to JC for that. That must've been so difficult to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like the conflict comes from Agatha's internal internal conflict, yes. Yeah, but she but she and she overcomes it. Like, you know, nobody ooh. <laughs> really quickly, nobody's forcing her to do this. Like she's doing it on her own and she takes that initiative, which I which I really love. It's the hero's journey. Like she she uses the hero's journey with the libido. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that. The hero's journey with libido. Uh, so before we have JC tonight, so before we bring her on, I just want to read um, a little bit about her. So JC is a mother of one three-year-old boy and a stepmom to an 11-year-old girl. She and her husband have been together for almost eight years, married for four. She has a BS in chemical engineering and an MA Amazing. in accounting. So cool. <laughs> Though her educational exploits have launched her career further than she'd hoped, it was writing that fed her soul and allowed her creativity to flow. Writing has always been near and dear to JC's heart as she has been writing romance and erotica since she was in high school approximately 25 years ago. She would write her stories in a basic college ruled notebook, each story no more than two to three pages each. She would circulate the notebook around class and eventually <laughs> yes. around campus, soaking up her classmates' reactions each oh time she shared goodness. her stories. It was fun then, but it's serious now. She sought an outlet for the stories that cloud her mind and rob her of sleep some nights and is grateful to Amazon Kindle for providing a way. She never professed to be the greatest writer, but she believes she can tell a story, a story that will make you blush and wish you were a character on her page. So let's so bring cool. let's bring JC in. JC, please Hi. tell me, please tell me you have that in your bio, like for your books. Please tell me you have that thing about passing things around, like in I love your it so much. class. You have to do it. Like that is just so good. That's such a good bio. I do. Oh, that that's is my amazing. Bio. I, do. I I love it. You know, I I love this bio so much, JC. You know, so I read good. a lot of bios, and I and I just love this so much because it 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 just shows like. You. Yeah, you and like, you know, you're a mom and you're a wife and you're an engineer and you're a writer of erotica <laughs> and, you know, you're like this full complex person instead of just, you know, like this one slice of you. I'm we either complex or I'm confused is one of the other. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. that, you. And Thank I you. love that you just kind of embrace all those different aspects of you, you know, instead of just saying, oh, I'm only going to talk about my writing or I'm only going to be, you know, the writer of erotica tonight. You're, you're right. all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Because but, I, I think all of that plays into my writing, right? There's something really. that's happened or some experience that I've had in one of those hats that actually comes out on the page. So it all has to be a part of it. You know, it has to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I love, I, I do love, the bit about you passing those stories along. <laughs> I love to, that. The others and like I can just imagine your teacher in class. Like, did your did a teacher ever confiscate your? No, I'm actually really sneaky. <laughs> they never, <laughs> they never, <laughs> that's amazing. And now <laughs> you're doing knew. it professionally on Amazon. You're sneaking things through, right? I, I am sneaking it on through. <laughs> Passing it to those same students who used to read it in high school. Oh, are you really? Because oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, oh I love that. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, that is so good. That's I love amazing. that. Amazing. So you built your fan base when you were quite young. I, right, I did. <laughs> they say start early. She was like, "I'm taking that seriously. Let's let's get some numbers now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. I I, I love that story. Uh, Well, can you tell us a little bit about like what started, like what gave you the inspiration for this story? Sure. Um, And I've been thinking about that a while. Like what, how in the world did I come up with this story? Right. Um, I think I've been intrigued by sex clubs, right? Because just the idea of this place that you can go to, that you can be absolutely whoever you want to be, and you can do just about anything you want to do, right? And people actually do that. And then I just begin to wonder, like, what makes a person want to go to a sex club? (laughs) And so I kind of came up with Agatha, and parts of Agatha are part of part of me and probably every woman where you feel like you're inadequate in this particular area, or you have that one beautiful friend who gets all of the attention and you just kind of have to stand behind her and you don't, you know, you don't have that light at all when she's around and and take that experience and say, how do you come out of that shell? How extreme do you want to be? Let's go as far as we can go. Mm, Let's go to a sex club (laughs) (laughs) and make this thing happen. So oh, I, I just, love that. I just fed it all in, tried to, you know, make it fit in my mind. Basically, that's kind of what I worked through when I when I came up with the story. Yeah. It's, oh, I love that. It's awesome because that's how all writers write is they go with the question, like, I wonder what would happen if. So it's yes. the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And why not? It's so fun, right? A sex club. Yeah. Why not? You could do anything in a sex club. You come up with any idea. JC, this is crazy. But like, I was thinking while I was listening to this, how awesome it would be if there was a show that was designing women, but like a sex club, you know, and it's just, it's just the Julia Sugar Baker and all of those women. And they're just running a sex club for women. I just think that would be an amazing show. Let me write that down. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) It's not in women yet. I love that so much. I love that. Absolutely, <laughs> I, just, I do. I just, I, I, and I just love the feel of this piece and just like women getting along. You know, it's like s- sex in the city, but there's no drama <laughs> with the sex. The drama is outside right. that, the, you know, the, the, it was all there. Like, I sure. just love, I just love what you did with the piece and how I liked all the characters. I just really liked all the characters and how they got along so well. Thank you. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh. I, <laughs> I did. I took this short story and my question, mm. Heather, why don't you write the whole story? What's going to happen to Agatha and Sean after she uses what she's learned? Right. And I took that and the conflict I added was here's, Melissa, her best friend, who's always used to the light shining on her. Oh, boy. How does she take it when Agatha changes? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that question. Like, speaking of questions, that's a very good question. Oh, yeah. I thought this was going to go a different route. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, this is more interesting. Yes. Like, when somebody's light yeah. is on. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very human. I love that. That's yes. brilliant. Yes. She didn't take oh, it well. <laughs> And like, what an interesting question, like, um, like female to female friendship mm-hmm. dynamic to explore in a story, and especially like something with erotic elements yeah. to it. Like, I, I don't think that that, that I, I haven't read that many stories that are about female relationships and what it means when the dynamics between two friends change yeah, or when change. one kind of moves to to being like the light or being the one with attention or whatever however you right. wanna, however you want to phrase it so i think that's really cool yeah i love that just in general like take out the erotica and i'd still be down to like find out the answer to that question. <laughs> right right that's, right that's so good and it's true for your short story too like yes it is an erotica but the story is good right thank you thank you yeah and the relationship that. between agatha and her friend or it's just it, we don't get a whole lot of it but it but we get enough that like I understand this dynamic right I understand this relationship and you know I've had these friends and you yes just, you know like, relate right you yeah, have that friend yeah, just, <laughs> you had that totally, friend. yeah yeah I totally relate. I was like oh yeah she's that friend got it <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, JC what was the hardest thing 
for this piece, like writing this piece? Was there any challenge? Um, I think the hardest part was, I mean, I love to write about sex, right? But I wanted it to be natural, mm -hmm. so to speak. Like, I didn't want it to be so off the charts because, you know, she's at a sex club. Oh, no. JC Fuzz. Uh -uh. Cliffhanger. She's going to come back. <laughs> Listening to it being performed. Yeah, I was like, damn, that, yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's good. I could take that. <laughs> JC, can you go back a little bit? We, we missed part of your... Oh, no problem. Yeah. Um, I was just wanting it to be relatable. I, even when it was mm. being read and the performers were performing it, I was just, you know, like, yes, like, you can't tell me you don't want that to happen in your bedroom. <laughs> like you just, no one can tell me that you'd be lying. I'd call you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's hot and sexy. And it's like something that, that like anybody can get into, you know, it's right. not like, it's not like sex, like what you would normally think of like sex club crazy. It's, right. it's like, it's just hot. Right. And, right. Yeah. And that's with really that, what I was going for. Sorry. With that, Megan and I were talking and Megan, you said some really interesting things that I do want to bring up here too, about how liberating it was. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like how liberate, please. I just, I yeah. like listening to this. Yeah. I was just, um, I was telling Jeremy how like, for me, I feel like, um, you know, as a, as a woman, like this, this whole idea of, of like taking control of your own sexuality and like mm -hmm. finding out the things that, that you find sexy and the things that turn you on and the things that don't turn you on and like realizing like, Oh, I have that power. Like that power right. is, does not belong to a man. And I don't have to like default to what the man likes, or I don't have to default to like, Oh, he's going to be the one that's going to you know show me what I like. Like right, you right. are the one that, that takes the ownership of that. And right. I, I just found that, like super liberating. And I love that it's in this story that it's like there, but it's not like you're not getting beat over the head with it. You know, yeah. it's just, it's like just enough that like, I'm like, yeah, go Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your money, girl. Have your yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm that friend. Like, yes, do it. Mm -hmm. You should totally do it. <laughs> yeah. And just, and just like to, to hear a story, um, you know, I feel like we just get so much like from society about like the things that we're supposed to think about our bodies and about yes. our sexuality and our relationships to sex. And, and to hear a story like this, that kind of turns all of that on its head and makes right. it so beautiful and like kind and compassionate. I was just like totally on board. Thank I mean, you. yeah, like, like who, who are we hurting? Like, this is a healing story. Right. It is. It's a it healing is. story. It is. It mm -hmm. is. It is. I wanted to explore that more. Right. Because, you know, I don't know the statistics on it, but how many women are out there unsatisfied with their sex life and how do you change it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you do? So I did step outside the boundaries and the fact that, yes, yeah, she went to a sex club, but then she's taking what she learned in that moment and she's now using it and applying it and actually getting what she wants. Mm -hmm. So, um, the second part of this, like before I wrote the book, I did write the second part, the second short story um, mm -hmm. called Lessons Applied, where she straight up goes after Sean, right? <laughs> like, no holds barred, it's going down. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to submit that one to you. You sure will. We yeah. might we might have to we might have to bring back all our performers again. <laughs> Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't oh change a thing. Oh my gosh. We'll have, yeah, like JC Redux, like part two. <laughs> we all want to know what happens. Like You want to know what happens. want to know what happens. Yes, yes. Yeah. She took everything she learned. Like that night um, was a metamorphosis for her, right? Mm -hmm. So now she's out of that shell and pretty much refusing to go back into it. It's mm -hmm. like, all right. I knew it wasn't me now. I knew it was the men that I was with that I can feel I'm sexual. I'm sexy. I can do this thing. I deserve to be with a man like Sean. And that's kind of the, 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 the stance that I came from. It's like, all right, we're out there. JC, yeah. I'm about to get emotional. Um, oh. 
I'm about to get emotional. I I really hope you have all the success in the world <laughs> because you are doing something that I do think that people really need. Um, you're not just doing erotica, you're doing something healing yeah, to thank people. You. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. We got to stand and advocate for ourselves. It's hard sure enough. Do. Everything else is hard. Sex is supposed to be great. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be great. Right? It's we're, supposed to be great. We, we're in a society where violence is okay. Like we can right. have violence everywhere, but you get censored on YouTube and Amazon right. for having something that is sexual. Right, right. It's supposed to feel good and make you feel good. And you get censored for that. You get so, censored for that. That's yeah. so messed up. We're Casey, so I want to talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, how how has that been, like, trying to get your work out there? Yeah. Oh, man. It's so very difficult. I, the, here's the thing with erotica, what I've learned so far. And I've, I'm not um, super experienced. I've only been doing this probably less than two years now. And um, what I've learned is when you say erotica, for some reason, it's synonymous with porn. So a lot of the sites that would reach out to me were porn based. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can appreciate that, you know, but I really want to be taken seriously for my writing, not necessarily for the sex scenes in my writing. Mm. So I tried to stay away from that. And then, you know, like I was telling you guys, Amazon makes it very difficult. If you label your book as erotica, you cannot use any of their marketing or advertising tools. So mm. you have to kind of do it on your own and find different ways to get your story out there. And it's just hard, you know, even when you just ask people, hey, can you just read my book for free? I'll give it to you. Just read mm -hmm. it and leave me a review. And you mm -hmm. get the, oh, that's not, that's not my thing. Like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. well, fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't like sex? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it's been, it's been really hard. I, I won't even lie. It's been, it's been very difficult, but rewarding in the fact that I'm, I'm learning different ways to get out there. Like, I love the fact that you reached out to me, Jeremy. Like I couldn't stop smiling the day that I got your email to let me know that my story had been accepted. I was like, Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> like, this is amazing. It was so weird. Cause like I'm, I'm connected with a lot of people on Instagram, a lot of authors, but it was so weird. I had an inner voice that told me I needed to reach out to you. It was so strange. So Shut up. yeah, mm. that that's what happened. I mean, like you, you had commented on something that I had posted or something. Mm -hmm. And I had that inner voice that I needed to pay attention to you. And then I had another inner voice that said, I needed to ask you to submit. And then I was like, <laughs> when you said the erotica thing, I was like, Oh, let me, let like, me ask Megan strange. and Mark to see <laughs> what they think about this because sure. I was open and like, they were immediately down. Like I was, uh, I was, I was completely comfortable with that after they were like, yeah. Oh my God. Well, that's a, and that's then your piece really was amazing. good. And I was like, thank you, inner voice, because that would have been awkward. I got an inner voice to ask you. And then, you, <laughs> and then my piece know. is trash. Yeah, your piece is trash. <laughs> Jeremy actually has really great instincts when it comes to that kind of stuff, though. So I, I feel like both Mark and I are like, oh, well, yeah, like, you know, we'll, we'll write this until. Sure. Yeah. And it, it usually, it usually pays off. Um, I'm seriously yeah. grateful. I really am grateful. I'm glad you listened to your inner voice. I really am. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it is an well, honor. Yeah. It's an honor for me to be here. Oh, well, it's an honor for us to have you here. It's, this has been such a wonderful experience. And great. I mean, I wish we could share our performers. Performers were so excited. Like uh, uh, StreamYard, like they have a green room in the back for sure. the people that don't know what's going on. And the performers were just like chatting away on how excited they were in the piece, which is really cute. That's like the first time that's happened where all the performers are getting antsy. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, it was so good. It was so good. And speaking of, I think we might have comments. Oh. Um, so author Untamed, I don't know if you know her, JC. I do, yes. She says, hi, JC, that read, that read was hot and beautifully written. I'm heading to Amazon tonight. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I and love then, that picture of her. And then my friend Jonathan, who, <laughs> who uh, checked Can you in please just put that up too? He just puts, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see his face being like, 
what's happening? But I, I hope that he stuck around and okay. enjoyed the read. So the people that were listening, like from the beginning, there were like a few people that were just right there at the beginning. They stayed, but was really funny, JC. I don't know if you can see it on your side. There was one person that didn't hear the warning and they uh -oh. came in later. And then all of a sudden, like something sauce, like uh, something like raunchy happened, and they went whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that in the middle of the reading. I was like, I guess if people just pop in, they're going to be a little surprised about right. what's happening. But <laughs> that's okay. I mean, yeah. Also, yeah. one of our last pieces was a fairy tale. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but we like to mix it up here on November. We sure right? do. You know, yes, we don't want. Do. We don't want to um, box ourselves in. We don't want to box our, our authors in. And um, I mean, one of the reasons why I think it's so wonderful that we're doing this story is because I think it's like a good stretch for us. Like it's something different than, than we've done. And so I just really appreciate you sharing your story with us and giving us the opportunity to do something that we're not used to doing, but sure. explore um, topics, you know, that, that we're not used to talking about like right. have the, I think the more and more that we have these conversations about totally. sex and about vulnerability and y you know the more that we talk about it the more we'll be able to make it less kind of like free taboo, because taboo. Like, taboo. Yeah. yeah people exactly. are hiding behind their books and yes. I'm glad that they're able to read that and embrace that but like it's it's unfortunate that our society makes people keep it to themselves and that we can't yeah. talk about it. And if yeah. sex is on TV, there is violence associated with it in some way. Someone is getting right. raped or molested yeah. or it's yeah. a power play. It, it's never beautiful. Right, right, right. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's um, there, it's in every, it's everywhere. Even our commercials are sexualized. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's everywhere. So it's just like, pull the curtain back. Just, just expose that thing. Just, just expose it. Let's, <laughs> let's yeah. be expose European. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, uh, speaking of that, I'll tell a really quick story. So um, after college, I went to France to teach English for a little while. And I remember I walked into the pharmacy to get some medicine. And there was just this picture of this woman naked. And she had her hand up like this. And it was just all boobs, right? Just in the in the pharmacy. And I'm like... Oh my god! <laughs> like, I love that you did this. That you were like, I'm, I'm not covering my eyes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm like trying to cover my eyes, but like, but you not can't really. stop looking. And I can't stop looking, right? And it, and it just made me realize that in Europe, they're much more. Um, they regulate violence much more than they do sex, right? So, or at least they did it at the time, and. It, it's just a different way of kind of seeing, you know, they just have a different way of seeing the body. They have a different way of seeing a woman's body and interpreting right. a woman's body. And it's like, oh, this is an ad for like, you know, breast cream or whatever it was <laughs> at the time, you know? And it's like, oh, this is just something that a woman would put on her body, you know, whereas like in America, like a 15 year old be ripping it down and taking it home with him. So I just, I just feel like, um, yeah, we just have very different ways of, of seeing sex in America. And yeah. um, I, I think that the more that we become comfortable talking about it and the more we read stories like JC's wonderful story, we'll, we'll be able to kind of break down some of those barriers that we've, that we've built. I love that you guys have seen all of this in my story. You've like educated me. I'm like, I didn't even know that was in there. <laughs> that, that is that's tight. Author though, right? <laughs> like you, yeah. like you have all this, like, it's not just you writing it like you, right. JC, it's like your subconscious too. You've taken yeah. all this stuff in and people tell you themes like uh, I, Megan, I'm sure you've been there too, where somebody says, I like how you did this. This was just brilliant. And you're like, yeah. 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 Did that on purpose? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you run home and you're like, oh, I got to accentuate this even more. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that was in there. I didn't even know that was there. <laughs> Go, girl. <laughs> this, this has been a great conversation. Oh, JC, are we, are, are we missing anything? Is there, is there anything that you'd like to hit that we haven't covered? Um, no, no, just, you know, I have a website, you know, do my shameless plug. It's do right it. there next to my name. It has all of my short stories. It has my books that I've just uh, put out. I have free short stories on Medium. Um, they're a lot racier than what I've submitted to you. So if you like it extra raunchy, 
definitely go there. <laughs> and if you're going to get one of her free stories, make sure you leave a review because after yes, this conversation, definitely. you should know how important it is to leave a review for yes. JC. Yes. Very, very important. That costs you nothing. Even if it's just one sentence, that means all the world. Cause the more that we have, even if Amazon won't let us use their actual advertising tools, they will advertise on our behalf, the more reviews that we get. So you'll get more stories from JC. You're going to feel good because you're helping a talented author. Yeah. Absolutely. So so you can find all of, um, you can find JC stories, JC Anderson. She's on Amazon at at JC Anderson writes is her Instagram. Mm -hmm. Twitter is at JC a writes. Yep. And Facebook is JCA Rights as well. And yeah. we'll have all of her um, links for you to find um, on our YouTube uh, below the episode in case you guys didn't get all of that. So and uh, for our podcast listeners, the address for JC is jcarights.weebly.com. Yes. Well, JC, thank you so much again for sharing your lovely story with Absolutely. us and for being here tonight. This has been such a such a pleasure for us. Such Absolutely. a pleasure. Thank you guys so, so, so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you. Yes, thank you. And submit more stories to us in the future. I sure will. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, JC. Bye. Bye. I loved it. All right. That was great. It was so good. Yeah, that was wonderful. Um, so if you loved JC stories tonight, please go to our YouTube page, leave us a message, leave JC a message, let her know what you thought. Let us know what you thought about us um, exploring erotica on the show. And um, we always love to hear feedback from our fans and from those who are listening. So, um, and also please check out all of our other episodes at nobodyreadshortstories.com. Leave us a message, let us know what you thought. Of all of those, um, Michelle Murphy, who read tonight, has an episode from in season one. And then Britton Valenti, who also performed tonight, has um, an episode of one of her stories, which she reads in, in um, season two. We are also right. on social media. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And I'm really confident this time Hashtag NRSS podcast. That's right. And if you haven't already, please go to our YouTube page and like and subscribe. If you're not a YouTuber and you want, you're listening to this by audio, please go to um, any one of the podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. We're there. It's so easy to download onto your phone and you can take us with us, take us with you wherever you go. And maybe you don't want to go anywhere. Maybe you just want to lay on a couch with a nice pillow. That's right. So we know that there's somebody out there who wants to buy an NRSS podcast pillow. So go to our website, nobodyreadshortstories.com. You'll find all of our merchandise information there. You can buy a couple of pillows to lounge around uh, on while wearing a Nobody Read Short Stories hoodie or t-shirt and leggings and then a fanny pack to put your phone in. Just totally deck yourself out on in Nobody Read Short Stories merchandise and listen to one of our stories and just have a great time. Megan, this is this is a, just a raunchy joke, but how fun would it be if I just had this pillow and I was like, for the erotica moment, this yeah. pillow is saving you all from seeing my goods. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to keep talking, I think. I think so. Let's do it. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, Megan, so, don't you have a website yourself? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> um, if you want to learn more about my personal projects, you can go to MeganAMorrison.com, sign up for a notification, and I will send uh, an email to you and let you know anytime I have an update. Jeremy's website is jeremyraystories.com and I do the same thing Megan does but I try to one up her by doing micro stories but she's going to do micro stories too it's going to be a battle of micro stories because she said she <laughs> thought was thinking about doing them um, we got another message from Heather Bowers I wanted to read Ooh, that really quickly yeah. I had such a wonderful time thank you all again for the opportunity oh this is JC 
I oh hope to goodness. work with all of you again in the near future. Aww, Aww, I love her. What a sweetheart. How amazing. She's she's so lovely. Uh, so please go to Amazon. Please check out all of her all of her books and all of her short stories. And please come back next week for a fantastic story by the wonderful Michelle Ross. Her story is called A Mouth A Mouth is a House for Teeth. A little bit of a of a um, tongue twister for me, but uh, I think it's teeth. a tongue twister for anyone. I like for that anybody? title. Though. Yeah, it's like if you have a mouth full of teeth, it's going to be hard to say it. I guess. <laughs> so come back next week, Monday night. We will be here. Uh, tell all of your friends, all of the your family who love uh, audiobooks and audio stories and erotica specifically about this episode. Um, and we will see you next week. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. No one reads short stories anymore. I really don't know what they're written for. Go write a short story and throw it out the door. Cause no one reads short stories Funny, sad, or gory. No one reads short stories anymore. Yes, no one reads short stories.